Welcome back to the show. We are very appreciative that we have you as a listener. We are appreciative for the sponsor of our show, Mr. Derek McGarry. And sometimes I get in the habit of saying Derek and I put a keener behind it. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and apologize in advance for any time in the year 2020 that I say Derek Keener instead of Derek McGarry. We had Mr. Anderson Neal with us in the first segment, the Twin City Black History Association. And, and I really can't stress it enough how much I appreciate people. Despite what they got going on with their families and their careers, retired or careers, that they still take time out and they do these kind of things that build community. So very appreciative for everybody involved with the Twin City Black History Association. He mentioned that I think this parade is the 29th year. So a lot of people have gone a long time um, being willing to freely give of themselves. So certainly appreciate them. Um, we also have another guest in the studio with us and and everybody would like at some point to, you know, kind of reach a certain level of uh, I don't know if you want to say it's fame. You know, some folks, they don't mind infamy, but you, you know, you've reached a certain level when it's books with your picture and your name on it. And folks are willing to buy them and read your words. So we've got a published author in addition to a lot of other skill sets and talents and that she brings to the table. So we're going to let her tell us who she is and, and give us kind of a synopsis of who you are and where you come from. So folks can identify with you. Absolutely. Thank you so much for that. Um, no pressure. No, no, no <laughs> <Okay>. pressure. <laughs> um, my name is Sheila Boone, and uh, of course, I'm from the Texarkana area. Um, I actually live in Frisco uh, currently, um, but family is here, and so uh, I'm here this morning to uh, have my book signing, very first book signing, um, because we wanted to start at home. So this is our very first book signing um, that will be at Christ Nation's Church this morning, which is also home. And so, um, you know, have a lot of family coming to support. And um, you mentioned uh, you mentioned fame and, and um, you know, but this is not really the kind of fame that you you ask for. And so um, the book uh, Grief, A Passageway to Freedom came about. Um, you know, as I began to go through the grief process myself after losing my husband um, of almost 29 years. And so um, it was it's just sharing my journey, um, you know, and how I made it. Uh, I'm still walking that journey. Uh, but as I began to journal and, you know, I never started out to write a book. So it never was about that. It was just really uh, about me writing down my feelings, journaling and talking to God. It was conversations just, you know, uh, me and God. And as it began to heal me, God began to speak to me and said, this is not just for you. So um, out of that came this book, this project that's going to bless a lot of people. Now, I got a whole lot of questions bouncing around in my head. So okay. how long have you been in Frisco? I've been in Frisco since 2015. So you were in Texarkana, in Texarkana as recently as five years ago? No, we left Texarkana in 2008, and we moved to Tyler. So East Texas and now North Texas, and you left Texarkana 12 years ago. Yeah. Now, um, I'm going to get to the question about whether you think it's unfair or, you know, sometimes and I guess what I'm saying is this. Sometimes God puts a person through a situation. And I mean, everybody has to deal with death. Mm -hmm, but sometimes how you deal with it and what he had you contend with 
is intentional because he wants you to do something with that for somebody else. So he's acting through you to reach somebody else. But before we get to that discussion, um, tell us a little bit about this book signing because I don't even know what time Christ Nations has service. So if anybody wants to get over there for it, they might not know either. So when at Christ Nations will the book signing be? Before service, after service? How does that work? It's going to be after service. Um, Their service starts at 10 o'clock this morning and so um, normally I believe they get out around noon so the book signing will be immediately after um, service this morning. So it's the folks so. who may want to come over but they're like man I ain't got a three piece suit and them folks wearing hats over there in church. Not all. necessary oh, no. Okay. So you can Not come as you are? You can okay. come as you are. <laughs> no because you know sometimes church folks look down and you know, no, what is she wearing? Not yeah. at all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah at that's, all. that's pretty much more relaxed now you know we had mr neal here before and mm-hmm. they're having a church service too a bright star and i said to the listeners you know if you want to know where it is uh it's where we used to party yes. you know oh yeah. <laughs> right behind paradise, right behind okay. paradise. <laughs> we used to party that too okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah party down yeah. uh tell them exactly where christ nation it's is. on um 600 soul lane um in texarkana it's uh on that service road right there um when you come off of New Boston Road, yeah. um, the link between New Boston Road and Richmond Road. Yeah. So, yeah, it's um, 600 Soul Lane. Okay. Let's back up a little bit. Um, give folks a little bit of a synopsis of, of you and your development. Um, minister now, speaker, author, songwriter, singer, all of these other titles and all these other things. And I mm-hmm. guess maybe the first question is, at what point in your life where, did you know that you were called? Um. I've I've sang all my life. Um, I began to write songs. Actually, um, I was it, I was at Christ Nations Church. Um, I did uh, the first um, CD recording with Pastor Petrie and um, you know the praise team there. But um, I began to write songs, and um, I after I got had really an experience with God. Um, I began to, I guess there's just been a, uh, like a gratefulness to God of what he's done in my life. And, um, so I'm, I always tell people I'm not an entertainer. I'm a worshiper because I, I love to touch the heart of God. Uh -uh, Wait, wait, wait. I I can't let you get away from that. (laughs) And and, and let me tell you why. And I'm not going to call a name, but there are some people who use the gospel medium to entertain yes and i'm not saying i'm not being critical of that i'm not saying it's wrong but it's just entertainment and i see it as kind of shallow yes, yes. i see it as they pimping god to, to for, for another means of course so that difference of being an entertainer versus actually genuine yeah, worship right. talk about that because yeah. i mean t- talk about it from this standpoint there are a lot of folks who have been churched and so we see things a certain of way course. and there are other people in the world that look at us mm-hmm. and they don't see the authenticity yes they don't course. think we sincere of they think we up there just trying to put on a show yes. so talk a little bit about that i think um the presence of god is undeniable so um when people are up to entertain because we can always come and entertain people's flesh and entertain their you know their um whatever they're soothe their souls um but when you come and you you know that you've been in the presence of god you know that you've had um an encounter with god that's that's contagious so um my 
my assignment is not to perform, not to bring entertainment to the body of Christ, but and a genuine experience with God, a genuine experience in the presence of God. And so I, I love loving on God because of what he's done in my life. And had it not been for him, I would not be here literally. Yeah. Like, you know, he's he's brought me through this journey. Um, and without him, I would not have made it. So he does things for me that no person could do. Okay. So I owe my life to him. Um, and I, I'm thankful for the people that he surrounds me with and in my life, but all the glory goes to God. Like every bit of it goes to God. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I read your book and, and it's, and, and you are real. Thank I you. I mean, and no Thank fake you. news about you, yeah. uh, you know, because through every chapter that I went through, uh, I could recognize the relationship you have with God yeah. and you relied on him. Yes. And as, as I went through your book, you went through some agonizing time periods. But yes. at the end, you talked about him and you yes. and how he brought you through this and that kind of thing. Yes. Now, your husband, yes. you know, I, I said, well, the way you talk about your husband, I know my wife would want a husband like that, too. Okay? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you really uh, he was very supportive. And then uh, in your book, you said even. Sometimes you recognize that you were not the greatest person. Sometimes you were a little, you know, but yeah. at the same time, he supported you then. Of course. Yeah, that's great. It's good yes. to have a husband like yes. that. Uh, when did you meet him and, and how did y'all get together and um, all that kind of good stuff? We actually knew each other growing up. Um, my cousin used to live next door to their family. And so we used to babysit um, my cousin. And uh, so we, we've known each other like f- since we were young okay. but um it was when he came back home when his father passed um he about six months after his father passed we met and um his cousin actually said hey i work i was working at walmart okay. and his cousin said hey i work with um you know this lady sheila Bo- i mean, sheila peace and she said you i think you guys need to connect y'all need to go out you need to ask her out and so he did okay. and he said he knew the first date that we were going to be married and now so he knew you before then but now y'all are dating and he knows it then exactly. he didn't know it before he didn't know it before okay. that wow. and he said the first date we went on he knew and so um you know so yeah if people say you know love at first sight it doesn't happen da 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 well it just takes a moment yeah it does. to know because yeah. um, spirit knows spirit yeah and so when you um know that um this person you know you connect there's a connection here and it's not a physical connection it's a oh it wasn't that he just looked good it wasn't wasn't right you know that helped because a lot of (laughs) folks they they can't get past that you know know. that helped but no that was not the factoring you know thing but um so and both of us were you know babies of our family spoiled rotten Mm -hmm. so i think we took on that that um assignment Sure. To for one another to continue that tradition of spoiling each other, and yes. so um, up to the day he passed, he you he me he okay. dated me. Yeah, he made me feel like I was the you Queen know of just, the Nile. Yeah, He's always trying yeah. to <laughs> Yeah, and so yeah. just amazing, amazing yeah. man of faith, and yeah. um, it, he he always told people he raised me. <laughs> and so, but not far from the truth. Yeah, um, yeah you so said you were 19 at the time. I was 19 yeah. when we got married. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we actually, and, you know, the, I know church people are listening, so let me just help you. Um, we we lived together okay. for like nine no, months. Shacking. We were shacking. What? Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> we were said the preacher was saying that. Yeah. We, we lived together for like nine months. And then, you know, I came to him one day and I said, babe, we, you know, we got to do something. Either we're going to get married or yeah. let's, you know, sure. um, because we can't continue like this. And he was like, hey, let's let's do it. Okay. So and, you know, then almost 29 years later. Um, you know, went through some rough times the first couple sure, of years because yeah. we were babies yeah. and we were spoiled babies. Yeah. And so um, I didn't want to be told no. He didn't want to be told no. Right. You know, we, yeah. and so it was just kind of like, OK, let's either we're going to invite God into this or sure. we're not going to do it. OK. And so um, I remember in, immediately when we got married. We started counseling couples and doing different things like that to help other couples. Yeah. And I remember going to God one day and I said, God, I'm not cu- I'm not counseling another couple. If you don't fix this, what's broken right here? OK. And so because what I won't do is be a hypocrite. Right. So, um, you know, you got to fix us, fix this marriage, come into this or I cannot do this. Sure. And so not that it was smooth sailing after that. But yeah. when you ask God yeah. to come in. He w- that's all he's waiting on yes. is for you to ask him to Absolutely. come in and take over. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, we see one another. I I, I got married to the young lady uh, that I was in college with. Okay. Uh, and we see one another and we look out and we say, I really like this person, you know, and we assume that because they're pretty mm-hmm. and what we used to call fine and all that kind mm-hmm. of good stuff, that all of our days yes. are going to be fine. Yes. Okay. Right. And I've learned uh, over my years that marriage is a job. It's a job. And it's when work. I go to a marriage, especially for young people yeah. when we get to the reception i say hey mm-hmm. come over let me tell you something mm-hmm. you know i've been married now 59 years oh, okay? wow that's a blessing uh, yeah because a lot yeah. of people can't stay married 59 yeah. days okay <laughs> that's right so in the meantime i, I said come here let me share mm-hmm. with you uh, i said those pretty clothes that you have on today they're beautiful yeah. but after today your marriage is going to depend on your work clothes yes, because when yes. you get back in those work clothes, you got to work Absolutely. at your marriage. Absolutely. Okay, and 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 both people have to work. Yes. You know, I went to uh, church in Dallas uh, for Father's Day mm-hmm. after I've been married for years, and I heard the guy talking about fathers and the said and the other and what needs to be done. And he said something that I have never forgotten. Well, he said something that I wish I had known before mm-hmm. I got married. And he just simply said. Uh, marriages work when people do what they think they need to do for someone else that mm-hmm. makes them happy. Yes. What he simply said is that every morning you ought to get out of the bed. Yes. And on one side of the bed, the wife ought to say, I really, God, appreciate the yes. fact that you covered us tonight. Yes. But help me to do today yes. something greater for my husband yes. than I did the day before and yes. at the same time the husband ought to be on us yes. who happens so many times with marriages we look at somebody we say well what can this person do for me yes. okay yes. and especially with ladies and as they get older mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and they're not as firm in whatever the case right. may be and we right. say oh man she's not doing right. you know and 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 the same thing with the lady mm-hmm. and he said if we just quit Getting married for what somebody can do for us, yes. but what we can do for them, yes. marriage was just will, yes. will last. Now, in your book, you know, you talked about right after your husband died, and I know you said what many times. I spoke at a funeral t- Saturday before last, and I mm-hmm. said to the family, I know you said, why me? Yeah. Lord, why me? Yeah. You know, and he said, 
why not yes. you you know yes. I gave my son right. okay so in the meantime yeah. yeah and when I said that the family that I was telling I was to do the word to come but yeah. I'm not sure I was qualified uh, <laughs> the family looked at me and I said well that's what he said right. you know I'm just telling you what it said mm-hmm. okay so in the meantime you talked about people trying to comfort you but sometimes annoyed you tell us a little yes. bit about that um it's because they don't know what to say. Okay. They don't know what to do. Okay. And, and in their efforts to console you or comfort you, um, people tend to say the wrong thing. And it's not so much that they say the wrong thing. Okay. Sometimes you're just not ready to hear that. And um, me being a minister and in ministry with my husband for years who have taught faith and taught healing and, you know, believed God for miracles, um, it was definitely hard for me. It, it, it shook the core of uh, my faith foundation. So um, I didn't want to hear, just trust God. Sure. I didn't want to hear you know, well, you know, this is a season that you're going through. I don't want to hear about seasons. I don't want to, you know, so I really, it was because I was, you know, either going through this anger um, and I was, I was, I was hurt, um, you know, because I felt like God and I had such a relationship Mm -hmm. that, you know, whatever he and my husband had going on, I would have been included, but he, I was not. And so, um, I, I had to come to terms with, you know, God's plan is higher than mine he knows more than than you know mm-hmm. he's, he's the alpha and omega he's mm-hmm. he knows the beginning of a story and to the end so mm-hmm. he's already seen my ending mm-hmm. and this was just part of my story okay so um i i will i will uh, you know grief is not something that some people can put a time table on right. and um so i i felt very angry very hurt um, very confused. Um, there were times where I didn't want to really get out of the bed because I just was like, what then? I get up. Actually, I didn't sleep in my bed for sure. like over a year. Yeah, so, um, you know, but I would get up in the mornings and then it's like, now what? Because my whole life, married, adult life, you know, encompassed him sure. and, and being um, his wife and, and partner in ministry. So, um, but God had to let me know I'm not done with you. You know, and um, so um, through Pastor Petrie, actually, he spoke a word to me and he said, God's going to give you a season to grieve. And after that season is up, um, destiny's going to be calling you. And I remember thinking, you know, well, when am I going to know that season's up? I, I had an encounter with God and I knew that it was time. You know, that season for grieving and and pity and, you know, pity party and and all of that. And um, it was up. So, yeah. yeah. How do we how do we get past that? And and I guess what I'm saying is you process it. Man, God really blessed me. I got my soulmate. Man, God really blessed me. I found true love. Man, God really blessed me. I'm this is blissful. I'm happy. Mm -hmm. This is great. And God also told me that, you know, there's going to be heaven and there's going to be other stuff that I shouldn't neglect. And there's some things that I'm getting distracted by. But that was the first thing God instituted. And now all of that's taken away. Mm -hmm. And so how do I respond to that? Yeah. Is it heartbroken? Is it sad? Is it depressed? Is it mad as hell? Who am I mad at? Mad at God? So, I mean, it's crazy to think that that is kind of. I don't know if it's an unappreciativeness 
or an unawareness on yeah. our part of what God is and what he instituted and how yeah. he works. But do you kind of see? Yeah, but it's all of those things. Mm-hmm. And and the thing about grief is that um, there's no certain, you know, manual. I mean, it's all of those things. One moment you're, you know, you're angry. One moment I'm screaming at the top of my lungs. One moment I'm pulled over the Dallas tollway. You can't paralyzed. I mean, I pull in Walmart parking lot. I'm paralyzed. And, you know, and I'm having to call people on my phone and can't speak a word because I'm paralyzed with with fear, with hurt, with, you know, just depression, with oppression, with just all these things, you know, um, because I really have never been on my own. I went from my home to married, you know, so um, there was a lot of fear. But I think it's something that you never... I always tell people you don't know till you know because if you don't and I don't wish anybody to know it because you would have to then go through mm-hmm. you know the loss of someone special so um but you sometimes you don't know till you know and you don't know how you're going to handle it this grieving so, process is not just applicable to a husband and a wife. I mean, a person who's very close to their mom, it's the same thing. Absolutely. It's the same yeah. emotions. Absolutely. It's the same potential for depression or yes. mad at God yeah. or suicidal, yes. all of this stuff. I've watched yeah. my children go through. Yeah. And, yeah, it's it's very difficult because as young men, their dad was, you know, their idol. Their dad was their connection to, honestly, to God. Okay. And so when when he when he passed, it's like... That that con- you know connection that I have that go to that go between um, for God, for me and God it was gone so now you have to really get that relationship with God for yourself. Mm-hmm. So, wow! You talked about the stages here: uh, denial and shock, mm-hmm. anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. And you address each of these. Yes. What we're going to do now is we're going to give away one of the books, uh, and uh, after that we're going to come back and let you talk about the sure. acceptance okay. because you know at the end of the day you've gone through all these trials and of tribulations, course. but then you accepted some things, and now you're on your way. Yes. So for our listeners, uh, the title of the book is "A Passageway to Freedom." By Sheila R. Boone, we're going to give away uh, one of the books uh, to the person, since this is uh, a a time and a period that we are actually focusing on Dr. King. So the first person who knows whether first, whether Dr. King was uh, killed and born in the same place, and if you know that, then you'll need to tell us where he was born and where he was killed. Okay, the first person who who's calling and be able to tell us that, then you got a free book. You can come down to the station and get it. In the meantime, while they are trying to think and come up with the, the answer to that, you can go ahead and tell us a little bit about the acceptance. Okay, mm-hmm. the acceptance part comes, um, honestly, in a nutshell, accepting what's happened in your life is saying, you know, even though I'm not okay with what's happened, I'm going to be okay, even though it happened. Um, And I had to get to that point of saying, I don't really understand, God, everything that happened. I don't understand the why and, you know, everything that was going on. But you are all knowing, you know, um, everything could have happened so much differently. You know, there could have been, um, he could have been driving. He could have been, and I started thinking about all these different scenarios that could have happened, but you allowed him to go the most peaceful way that any human being could ever go from here. So 
um, in that I began to accept, okay, God knows what he's doing. Um, and so I had to accept that if he, if he did that, and if he's brought me this far and, and allowed me to continue to be here, then he knows what the rest of the story is going to be. I just have to trust him. And sometimes I don't know what that looks like. I have to say it by faith. You know, God, I don't know what you're doing, but I trust you. And so I don't know what my next step is, but I trust you. So um, I think it just when you accept it as saying, you know, did, do I hate it happened? Yes. You know, am I still, um, you know, a little lost at times about it? I don't feel that I'm lost. I feel that, you know, there are just times where I can reminisce back and, and I smile instead okay. of, you know, crying. Yes. So um, for whatever reason, I'm so grateful for because none of us are here on this earth to stay. That's right. So um, I just say, God, I'm grateful that you allowed him to choose me and to um, impart that legacy of faith and, and you know, love um, for people um, in my heart. And so um, and whatever I have to do from this point on um, to impart that same thing to other people, I've, I've accepted that calling to do that. So um um, I think just acceptance just means, you know, I'm going to be okay. Um, and God, whatever you have for me to do, you know, you still have work and I'm going to do it. So, okay. Yeah. Talk Look, a little. I'm sorry. Go ahead. But yeah, well, I was just about to appeal to the audience again because nobody is called. And I can't believe that they don't know that much about Dr. King. But, I think but, they're enthralled in listening. That's yeah, what's going yeah, on. They have okay. a spiritual moment. Let me right tell now. them again mm-hmm. that we have a book for mm-hmm. you and it's out of sight. I, I read it and, and it, it makes you feel real and go back and say, well, now what about me? You know, where am I in this particular stage of my life? But uh, the first person that calls us and tell us where Dr. King was born and where he died, and our number is 903-794-1047, will have a chance to get the book. It looks like somebody is calling in at this particular time. Uh, you know, you talked about you and your husband living together first. That seems to be prevalent today with yes. youngsters. You yes. know, and, 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 and I think... I, you know, I'm from the old school, mm-hmm. but I don't condemn. I don't condemn. Of I don't course. get into that. I exactly. said, you do what you want to do. Yeah. Uh, uh, in the meantime, I wonder how we got there. And I think that uh, being an educator mm-hmm. and studying youngsters along the way, mm-hmm. that uh, that's a period of let me see if we're going to make it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You know, I think that's a period. And, you know, yes. and some, some of the time we just rush out and it's get married trial. and we go through yeah. these the state that you talked about and we know when we were down at the lawyer's office that kind of thing mm-hmm. I think that's why some of that is yes, done you know yes. and unfortunately for the guys the me, the women have to say to them okay yes. hey, this is the end and, and, and that's what I say to the women you know sooner or later you just have to say hey yes. you know here it is right now yes. you need to come on get right here man yeah. up uh, let me do mm-hmm. something else yes, you know absolutely. Okay? yeah I understand that okay. absolutely mm-hmm. yeah I be, and it's not that people, you know, aren't raised because we were both raised I in know, the church, know raised, that, you know, and so, but, you know, when you get grown, you, yeah. you, at least you think you're grown. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it, it's just, you know, you, um, my mother used to say, you smelling yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got that same yeah. <laughs> So, yeah. you know, you think you know something. Yeah. So, yeah, we, we tested that, yeah. but when we realized that it was serious and we were real about each other, okay. then we... You know, took it further. So okay, um, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 
Was that someone? That was the winner. Her name is Miss Rashonda Black. Okay. So uh, congratulations to her. And yeah. uh, you know, it's funny that you were saying that because I'm thinking, okay, if you don't know Atlanta and Memphis, that's not a bad reflection. You can Google it. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> I think other people thought somebody had got it because it's so easy to do. Yeah. Know. Yeah. But, uh, Tell me something, if you don't mind, Minister Boone, and whoever's calling now, the book is already gave away. We ain't got but one. You got to contact Sister Boone or go to Christ Nations yes. to get another one. Go to Christ Nations this morning, okay? Yes. Um, a lot of women um, don't have kids. A lot of women are single moms. A lot of women are, are married. A lot of women are widowed. There's some things that you know because you've now done all of those. Mm -hmm. There are some things that you know now that maybe you'd be willing to share with them that maybe you didn't know before. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, when you talk about freedom on the other side of grief, just talk a little bit about that yeah. because now you're kind of qualified yeah. to help all these people and what they might have to contend yeah. with. Yeah. Okay, Phil, she's got to be brief because, again, we're we almost out of time. We're yeah, out of time. Okay, but anyway, go ahead. Yeah, okay. I, I just think that um, really get to know who you are. Get to know yourself. Um, a lot of, right now, I'm, I'm still learning who I am. Um, because, like I said, I went from being, you know, at home, a teenager at home, to a teenager in marriage. Yeah. So uh, I never really, I never really got to experience who Sheila really was. And so I would say, get to know who you are. Get to know the things that make you, you know, just feel like you uh, uh, are worth your salt. You know, um, and don't let don't let that be determined by another person. Um, you know, whether it's a husband, a boyfriend or, or you know, just whatever. Um, but just know who you are in okay. Christ. Okay. Um, so that's the main thing. Know who you are in Christ yeah. and what you bring to the table. Yeah. You know, maybe God had to do uh, take you through this yeah. for you to know who you were. Because yeah. in your book, it said, I got married on the 19th. Yes. It said your husband said, I'm going to. Yes. Train you, yeah, you're right. <laughs> He's gonna you know, train me. Yeah, yeah. I met my wife would say the same thing. <laughs> yes. Men think they have to train somebody, yes. and sometimes they're untrained and untamed yes. too. But in the meantime, Absolutely. listen, we appreciate you coming. Thank you I mean, so much yeah, for yeah, having yeah, me. Yeah. And so Thank in the meantime, you. we hope you have a grand day at Thank you. Uh, uh, Thank you. Christ Nations. And Thank again, so for much. our listeners, you better go because she's. Uh, a great person to know, and, and her book is outstanding. Twenty dollars, twenty-five dollars. How much is it? They're ten dollars. Oh, ten. Okay. 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 Yeah. We're going to a break. Stay with us now. Don't don't leave. Don't change that dial because we're coming right back with another segment and some more guests. Thank you. The Sunday Show will continue with Donald Nelson and Philip O'Donnell. Brought to you by State Farm Agent Derek McGarry on Texarkana's one hundred four point seven KTOY. It's going to happen to all of us. So the question becomes, will your family have enough money for your final expenses or will they have to pay out of pocket? And if you have a spouse, kids, or elderly parents depending on you, what type of shape will you leave them in financially? It's going to happen to all of us. Don't let life insurance wait until you get around to it. This is your local State Farm agent, Derek McGarry. Visit us on Kings Highway in Wake Village next to Anytime Fitness or call us at 903-831-2000. Hi folks, Robbie works for Or Honda. Start the new year off right Honda. Why? Lowest cost in overall ownership in our total Honda lineup with high fuel economy, great resale value, and low maintenance saves you time after time. How about safety? Every Honda model has the best five-star overall safety rating. Warranty? At Or Honda, you receive a no-charge lifetime powertrain warranty on every new Honda. Or Honda's January specials going on right now with APR specials as low as 0.9% on select models up to 72 months with approved credit. Looking for a great deal on a 
pre-owned vehicle, visit us at orhonda.net where we have daily inventory specials on over a thousand vehicles on a daily basis. Our Or Honda Service Center offers $49.95 full synthetic oil changes, which includes a multi-point inspection and free zip car wash on request. Come see the award-winning Or Honda team at 4602 Gustar Drive in Texarkana or give us a call at 903-79-HONDA or online all the time at orhonda.net. Racing to get home may get you there a bit quicker, but it comes at a cost. It's going to take you longer to stop. A whole lot longer. Breaking distances increase rapidly when you exceed posted limits. Failure to control speed is a leading cause of crashes in Texas. So don't hurry when you're behind the wheel. Be safe. Drive smart. This message sponsored by the Texas Department of Transportation. Toy!